So Tom Cruise was in War of the Worlds, a Spielberg film. Yes. Not a great movie. No, no, it's pretty bad from what I remember. But for years after that, Spielberg would stick up for Tom when people were like, hey, you're a crazy Scientologist. And Tom would say, I don't believe in crazy because psychology doesn't exist. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. <laughs> but for years, Spielberg was like, Nah, he's, you know, he's, he's this religious, uh, until Spielberg was talking to Tom about how one of his friends had been really, really sick, some kind of like awful illness, but this medication that their doctor had prescribed had basically changed her life. Okay. Given like a higher quality of life. Good. Which is great. Like modern medicine, wonderful. Uh, it's an amazing thing sometimes. Another thing Tom Cruise doesn't believe in is medication. Yeah. So he, the doctor, started to notice that there were people following him and harassing him. The the doctor who prescribed the medication? Correct. Fucking hell. And this is not the first time that a doctor's been followed after Tom Cruise was like, that one, get that one over there. Yeah. Uh, so Spielberg has um, disowned him and won't work with him. Uh, you had mentioned to me that, Sp- yeah. that Spielberg had uh, had had separated himself from Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. I did not know that was why. I, Holy I, shit. I think he still falls under, falls under the category of gossip, but it's like more or less confirmed. That's disgusting. Yeah. There's a the- number of people who won't work with Tom Cruise anymore. And Spielberg was for a while like, no, no, no. Like, you know, he's strange, but who, who isn't? Uh, I mean, on the one hand, sure. Right. On the other hand, no. Correct. Yeah. Um, I will absolutely not talk about Scientology on this podcast. See episode two, season one. Battle yeah, we've, ta- we've, we've done, done it. it. We've done it. We've done it. We've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Just we're not we're not going to sit here and rehash everything that is fucking horrible about the Church of Scientology. They're horrible. That's yeah. all there is to it. Uh, so when I messaged you, I don't know, a week or two ago and asked if what one of the rules, if you don't know for when we fix a movie is that we can recast two characters, two actors, unless one of those people involved was a true, awful human monster. The Jeffrey Jones rule. The Jeffrey Jones rule. If you recall from our Howard the Duck episode. Yes. <laughs> that's That counts as a freebie. Yeah. We, yeah, we can, that, we still have our two recasts aside from that. Uh, so, like, hey, does Tom Cruise fall underneath that? I would say yes. I would also say yes. I said yes before knowing this particular story, just because the, the stories about hit the role that he allegedly has in disciplining members of the Church of Scientology is enough for me to be like, nah, fuck this guy. So when it comes time to recast The Mummy, we will have three actors that we're replacing. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So be ready for that when we get, when we get to that wonderful. point. Hey, welcome to Drazzle. <laughs> The podcast takes award-winning worst films and fixes them. I'm host Jack Culbertson. Here to suffer alongside me, as always, is also host Judy Lewis. Welcome back. Derazzled. We're basically the pathologists of the movie world. (laughs) Determining what killed a film before reanimating its useless corpse. Derazzled. Unrazzling movies, unmovies, and Jack's questionable decisions. (laughs) We do it all here, folks. all, All of it. Is we are the people who do it. Um, we do those things. What exposure have you had? Did you have to the mummy before the mummy? So I had never seen the Karloff or Lee versions mm. of the mummy. I'm sadly very uh, not up on my hammer horror as I, as I would. I probably should be. I think I've only watched some of the Christopher Lee Draculas. I think I've seen a little bit of the Lee Dracula, yeah. but I've I've not seen anything beyond that. So like I I didn't even know he was in uh, a version of the Mummy right. until you mentioned it for uh, for the last episode. Uh, so for me it was uh, the my first exposure was definitely the 1999 Brendan Fraser Rachel Weisz uh, the Mummy, which is fucking great. <laughs> I love it so yeah. much. Uh, still holds up. 
Yeah, you know, I watched it last year for the first time in a long time. I was like, holy shit, this is still so good. When I was first trying to think of how I would redo this movie, I was like, oh, okay, well, if they want to do a expanded universe, can we loop the OG mummy in? Well, not the OG, because that would be Karloff. But, well, right. Um, no, no, you can't, we can't go around reanimating Karloff. <laughs> <laughs> or can we? Hmm. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, oh, God. So not, not even for this episode. Uh, but I was working on like my Loki costume. Oh, nice. And I just threw on something to have on the background. And I have a, a box set of the universal Frankenstein monsters and boy, do they go off the rails? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's like five on, on in the collection. Um, I didn't know there were that many Jesus. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't include the Frankenstein versus the, or not in verse meets the wolf man. They meet. Ah, do they okay. fight? Probably. Probably. You, you assume, first. right? They, they bump into each other at li- uh, in line at a McDonald's. Right. I, the poster has them very aggressively, like, at sure. each other. Yeah. Uh, You're not going to have the moment where they, like, come around the same corner and then bump into each other and right. drop all the files that they're carrying. Right. And, and then as they <laughs> lean down to pick up each other's files, look longingly into each other's eyes, and thus a budding romance begins. I could see that out of Lon Chaney's werewolf, <laughs> but, <laughs> or Wolfman. <laughs> But a little Lon Chaney meat cute. I don't. I don't see that out of Car- Karloff. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> see, Lon Chaney tries to make it work, and then right, Karloff right. doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, a couple things of note from that franchise, from the, those series of films, they, especially after the second movie, which is Bride of Frankenstein, they do start to connect with each other pretty, pretty well. Really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't finish the last movie. I think it is House of Frankenstein, but there is a Dracula in it. Just uh, one Dracula? Th- just the one, but it's not the Bela Lugosi one. It's, ah, damn it. Uh, he is mustached hmm. uh, and not very good. Okay. Uh, I think there's also, well, again, I, I, I've watched before, but it's been years. Um, it's the least enjoyable of the five movies. I think there's a Wolfman, and I'm pretty sure Frankenstein shows up at the very last minute of his own movie. <laughs> There's also a not Dr. Frankenstein because of narrative continuity. The original Dr. Frankenstein dead. Oh, so they couldn't have him. Right. They couldn't just reanimate well, him and make him also make him a Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> well, you would need a Frankenstein to do that, which in son of Frankenstein, there's the son of Frankenstein. Ah, there we go. But at the end of son of Frankenstein, Does he, also die? he sees the error of his ways. Now. Oh, damn it. And he's like, you know what? This shit was wild. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Maybe dad was wrong. But in goes to Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. His cousin or brother. Who's a Frankenstein? Cousin's, cousin's mother's uncle's right. best friend's roommate. Is visited by the original Frankenstein. The character, not the actor, <laughs> and is told to make a monster, and he does. <laughs> but but Igor is in the brain of the monster. Oh, and Igor was played by Bela Lugosi, so it's it's a Dracula Frankenstein, and I'm allowed to say that because in Son of Frankenstein, <laughs> <laughs> this is convoluted. <laughs> Jesus, in, in Son of Frankenstein. <laughs> the son of Frankenstein says it's okay because they started to call the monster Frankenstein and he has this whole like hissy fit about how his, his dad was done wrong. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about how <laughs> the Universal Monsters uh, try to have an a interconnected universe, but it didn't go well. But hey, at one time they tried. and It sure did. There you go. <laughs> um, so, hey. This is the section where we try to explain ourselves or explain them, the people who fucked up. Yes. Uh, and while this movie, the 2017, The Mummy, uh, I don't have any great detail on because I think just watching it, you can tell it was a money grab. And honestly, yeah, like the like the 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 work speaks for itself yeah. on that matter. I think like it, it the the script is bad, the performances are bad. Tom Cruise literally says, it's not me, it's you, to the mummy before uh, before uh, d- doing a it's thing. It's not funny. It's not it's funny. Not a funny joke. It's not a thing that, it does not land. Oh my God. Uh, it's, like, it, it's just every step of the way, this movie just reminds you that it does not deserve to be. <laughs> so instead, we're going to take a step back and see 
how they were doomed before they even started thinking of the mummy. Yeah. So the 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 who is responsible that we're going to hold responsible here is largely Universal, Universal Pictures. Yes. <laughs> so they, I can't remember when the original collection of classic Universal monsters kind of died out. I want to say it's the mid to late fifties. That seems um, reasonable because the interest in those type of monsters kind of shifted to them Godzillas and more um, science fictiony uh, outer spacey type characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that style the uh, the older style of monster started kind of becoming a thing of parody. Yeah, at that point because you as come the sixties and seventies and whatnot, you have your Adams family, you have your monsters. You yeah, know, yeah, it's and then you have the Hammer horror films. Yes. And they were, for the time, considered gruesome and vile. Um, they they were they were, they, they were like a like a proto trauma. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure somebody out there just screamed as I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched two Draculas and a mummy, uh, so I'm not an expert in in hammer horror. But sure, you've seen more than I have. So. Universal's been trying to make the monies off of that besides like re-releasing action figures, which does work. I've the entire Burger King toy line from <laughs> the 90s. Excellent. Their first success came with, as we've discussed uh, a number of times, the Brendan Fraser The Mummy from 1999. Yes. Nobody expected it to be amazing, but it was. It was fucking great. Uh, I, I, and I, I would argue largely because it's not afraid to be campy and fun. Yeah, campy and fun. And the actors all worked really well with each other. Yeah, they all leaned in. They all had good yeah. chemistry. The writing the, the writing was as good as it needed to be for to make that kind of thing work. I often look at it as a kind of spiritual follow-up to Indiana Jones. It definitely has that vibe. Like, it, I could see them in a, like a double feature night. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Like Temple of Doom and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Temple would be a good choice because it's got some camp in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, all three. All three of them. All three. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see what they do with this new one. Fourth <laughs> the one. Fourth one. Definitely just the fourth one. <laughs> uh, so they tried to do a Van Helsing movie, which I thought would be really cool. That was the Hugh Jackman one, That's right? Correct. I remember that. I it, saw that in theaters. I, I don't think I saw it in theaters. I definitely watched it multiple times on HBO, though, as a, as a kid. I don't remember it being that good, but it sure was action-y. Yeah, I I remember being thrilled to see all the characters in one place. Yeah, it's kind of like watching an old Marvel cartoon where it's like, oh, this isn't good, but I I the Silver Surfer and Galactus is here, so that was fun. Yep, um, it was <laughs> cool to see these people on the screen. Then Hugh Jackman had done Wolverine at that time. He had yeah, he was de- that was definitely the thing he was most known for at that moment. This is all well before Greatest Showman and Les Mis. And <laughs> right. And, and and the prestige and the prestige, so an actual good movie. The basically Van Helsing is an action movie that crams all the monsters into one spot. Yes, um, yeah. It, there's a lot of shoehorning yes. happening in this movie. I don't remember much of it other than Dracula was extra broody and Frankenstein's monster was smart. They went with the more yes t- they, uh, towards the book version of the monster, right? Which I, which that I actually kind of appreciate. But, but yeah. at the same time, give that its own time to breathe. I guess like if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, just do that. Yeah, yeah. I would love to, and we'll get to this for the fix. But like, I would love to have this assignment. Like, f- yeah, fix it, fix this thing. I'm like, great. Hey, ramming speed, do this. Yeah, uh, I think we'll get to it anyway. So <laughs> Van Helsing didn't work out. Whatever. They waited. Six more years before releasing The Wolfman uh, with Benicio Del Toro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no one cared. No, not at all. Not a single person cared. Um, oh, my God. I, I want to say it was written by um, the fella who wrote Seven, Andrew Kevin Walker, Kevin Andrew Walker. We always get this mixed up. We <laughs> always get this guy's name mixed up. Uh, and I always bring him up because he's the, the he he comes from my hometown. Um, he also wrote Sleepy Hollow, the um, Tim Burton version. As a- Andrew Kevin Walker, ah, yeah, right. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, so he wrote he wrote it. Nobody gave a shit. I think of the 
attempts they made, this is the one I'm most bummed about because the director they had attached. Joe Johnston. The original director they had attached. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Joe Johnston, he's whatever, he does movies. Um, he did the first Captain America and I think Rocket Man. Oh, shit. Am I thinking of the right guy? Double check me on this. But the original director attached was Mark uh, Romanek. Romanek. And he did Under the Skin and a fuck ton of music videos, which I adore. Uh, no, the first Captain America was Joe Johnston. Okay. Yeah. So was is the same dude? Yeah. Okay. I look at him as kind of like a director for hire, like a, a hired gun type of... He doesn't have... He has like kind of a style, but not really. Hmm. He just, you know, he does an okay job of things. Okay. So Mark Romanek, he did the music video for... Um, it's Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I want to say Hurt, but it's not Hurt. It's not. It's the uncomfortably sexy one. Oh, um... <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Why are blanking on this? Blank on the name listen, of this fucking to it song. all the goddamn time. Closer. Closer, yeah. yeah. He did a music video Closer. He did a Criminal by Fiona Apple. Oh, man. Um, he, there's... I forget what the company is that puts out, or did put out, collections of music video directors, but I have his, and they're all amazing. Nice. All great. Okay. He's a very visually um, fascinating fella. Um, has almost like a dreamy vibe to his stuff. And he wanted to do a version of the Wolfman, but the Universal wanted a more commercially traditional film. <sighs> you know, it's fuck you. But I can't. I can only imagine like the the guy who directed the music video closer with a script from the guy who wrote Seven with Benicio del Toro as a Wolfman would have been pretty cool. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. But nobody cared. So in 2014, they tried again with Dracula Untold, which it wasn't initially going oh, to God, be. I forgot about that one. I have not watched this one. It wasn't initially going to be a part of like a relaunch, but it did well enough and they were. They got the taste of that blood. They were confident in it. They're like, hey, this movie doesn't outright suck. Uh, <laughs> let's try to re relaunch it thing. And they added a stinger at the very end of it, which I've watched and immediately forgot. <laughs> it is. A thing happens, I guess. Uh, <laughs> okay. It has uh, Dracula in present day, and he's sad. And then they pan to a guy reading a paper, and I think Aww. he says a thing that's supposed to make me believe there's a sequel. But that didn't happen. Instead, they came out with The Mummy 2017, which they tried to force down our throats. The, uh, and this is where they this is where they, they go back to shoehorning. <sighs> so let me take you back to 2017 when they thought they could force a dark universe upon us. Sure. I don't know how much you know about the cast that they had uh, gathered. I, you mean like for the other monsters and such? Yes. Or I, I don't know. Great. I'm going to name an actor and I want you to know, I want you to tell me what the monster was. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah, let's do this. I think some of them are going to be pretty obvious. Some of them are like, yes, absolutely. We have photographic evidence. Others are like, we talked about it, but it never happened. So we can't confirm. Okay. Javier Bardem. Wolfman. Frankenstein's monster. Really? Yeah. Oh, you know what? No. Which yeah. I could see him... Doing a good job at. I actually could. Yeah. yeah. No, I could see uh, that being good. They were going to do Bride of Frankenstein first. They, cool. They're going to skip straight to Bride of Frankenstein. Cool. She deserves more, uh, more, more yeah. mainstream film. They were going to have Bill Condon direct it, which I think he did some Bill of the Condon Twilights. So I don't. Hmm. I could be wrong, but I, I don't. I just don't care. Just don't let him direct any more vampires. No, no, no. Frankenstein's monsters are fine though. Yeah. Um, sure. Channing Tatum. Dracul. Van Helsing. I actually kind of like that. <laughs> I hate it, but <laughs> I could see it, him. You know, it depends on how they play it. It depends on how, like how how they actually write his character. It could be amazing. It could be shit. Fuck. What is the so in the original Dracula novel? Lucy has a number of suitors, and uh -huh. one of them's from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> is it Quincy? It might be Quincy. Doesn't matter. Anyway, that's what I want Chang Tatum to be. I want him to be Quincy, the Texan, who's that, excited to kill a Dracula. That would rule. Yeah, that would absolutely um, rule. Carrie Elways is one of the suitors in the Fort Coppola version, and I can't huh. remember which one he is. Interesting. Anyway, Tom Cruise we know. Tom Cruise we know. As well as Sofia Butella. Yes. And Russell Crowe. Johnny Depp. God damn it. Yeah. 
Wolfman, Dracula, <laughs> Black Lagoon, creature from he, Black Lagoon. He's the swamp. <laughs> he's the actual swamp. <laughs> uh, no, somehow even creepier. Um, which one, what's the most racially insensitive one they could probably they could what, cast what's, him as? What's the creepiest one? What is the creepiest one? At least I think it's the creepiest one. Um, I don't know. Invisible Man. Oh, god damn it. Yeah, yeah he is the creepiest yeah. one. This is before anything That's... happened with anything, so it was like, well. All right, I want to point something out here real quick. So long, so long as we're getting to this is before anything happened. I think so. No, it, it might be before anything happened. It, it, it might be before anything happened with Amber Heard. Johnny yeah. Depp had so many fucking abuse allegations brought up uh. against him throughout his entire fucking life, and she should never have gotten to what happened with Amber Heard. Just, I, I, I was... Uh, a completely unaware of anything until that happened. It mm. he must have some like or did have some like excellent PR people. Well, it's partially that he had excellent PR people, and it's also partially that Hollywood media is ah. fucking stupid. It's just like let shit slip, like oh you for <laughs> decades, for yeah. fucking decades. They would have let they would have let Robert Downey Jr. just drug himself into a fucking grave had the, because his antics were so fun to keep up with. Mm, it, like they, they were so they like they are not they don't think of anything critically. They don't actually think of the impact on these people and what the fame and attention is doing to their lives. Almost like they just want money. Yeah, The Rock. The Rock was cast. He was in uh, talks. He was in talks. Okay. Um, hmm. Is he the Wolfman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see that working. Big burly Wolfman. Uh, it, yes. Depending on which direction they went with the Wolfman. I, the original Wolfman with Lon Chaney, I think Lon Chaney Jr. Um, I really, really like that one. Yeah. And it's because he's super sympathetic. Okay. Like you, you feel of all the monsters, you just really feel bad for him. Okay. Uh, and he's, mm. he's not a strong dude. Like he's, a pretty regular looking dude. But a lot of what comes packed with the idea of the Wolfman mm. nowadays is an immense amount of strength. Yeah. Largely a strength that that person can't control. Yeah. Which is why they went with like Benicio del Toro, even when they cast Jack Nicholson. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I forget what that one's called. I think it's just like Wolf or scary. I forget. <laughs> I've, I've not watched it. Um, Howl. Maybe it's Howl. Yeah, Grr. <laughs> and then, uh, and this one, this is the one I'm like, I'm not sure about because I, I thought I remember hearing somebody else being cast as the part, but uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot? Yeah. Hmm. As the Brad Frankenstein? Yeah. Huh. I, I really swear, I swear I heard Angelina Jolie was suggested as being the, uh, but, of the ones we have photographic mm. evidence, because before the mummy was released, they put this picture out of these are this is the new dark universe people. It was Javier Bardem, Tom Cruise, Sofia Bedella, Russell Crowe, Johnny Depp. I feel like there's one more. Anyway, but the game continues because <laughs> the mummy did not do well, but Universe doesn't know how to learn doesn't learn a lesson. Oh, God damn it! What are you, Sony? <laughs> so. I and this is just conjecture, but they saw what Blumhouse did with Mike Myers, in which they were given a property that wasn't necessarily theirs, but they were able to shepherd. And they're like, "Hey, what if they did that with our monsters?" Okay, Th that's conjecture. That's conjecture. Okay. What's not conjecture is that Blumhouse is definitely making movies with those properties. Okay. The wolf. Oh, I give it away. Okay. The wolf. Um, Scarlett Johansson. As as the wolf? No. I, I switched up the order. Oh, okay. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson as the Bride of Frankenstein. Yep. In production right now. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't hate it. I, I'm curious. No. And I... So, technically, The Invisible Man that came out a couple of years ago is part of the franchise. Hmm. They, I still haven't seen that. I, I, I've, I've I heard, it was, either, I heard yeah. it was better than expected. So after the Dark Universe bombed, they decided they're going to do individual movie projects, which I think is, at least for the time being, the way to go. Kind of like kind of like the way DC decided to go when they realized, oh, we don't know how yeah. – Zack Snyder doesn't know how to do an MCU. Yeah. So 
they're doing these. I don't think the Bride of Frankenstein is going to connect with the Invisible Man. I, okay, I think they're gonna I'm fine with that. Through. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Um, wait. W- yes. Was she in? Yes. The Inv- Invisible Man. Yes. Did she become an invisible person? That's a great question. I haven't watched the movie either. But. But. Invisible Woman. Invisible Woman. Okay. But. But. Funny Invisible Woman? I'm wary of that, <laughs> but uh, uh, all right. Yeah. That that one is one where it's like you hear something one month and then another month you hear something else. But the last time anybody's heard about it, it was going to be a funny version of Invisible, the Invisible Man, Man, the Man. musical. Yeah. <laughs> Which. Pretty sure they tried to do an Invisible Man with Chevy Chase. They 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 did do that. Didn't John Carpenter John do Carpenter, an Invisible Man yeah, with he, Ch- Chevy Chase? Like the one movie he regrets doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure it'll go great. Um, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Um, he's a Van Helsing. He would be a good Van Helsing. Yeah, I'd like to see him as a Van Helsing. Uh, Wolfman. Wolfman, really? Which he huh. would be closer to. Uh, they're going more sympathetic angle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what if that's what they're going to do, but that's what I could say. I like doing. Ryan Gosling. I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. The game continues. Yep, keep There's going. so keep, much. Keep going. Uh, so we're going to switch over to directors. Oh, directors. Wow. Okay. So so we don't have anyone else that's actually confirmed for cast. Correct. Okay. And given that this is universal, that all could change by the time we release this episode. Okay. But last time I researched it, those were the things that were true. Okay. James Wan. James Wan. Wolfman. Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein? Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. He just wants to do his version of Frankenstein. It's I think it's with Blum Blumhouse. All right. And because he makes money, they're just gonna be like, yeah, do it, James. Sure. Yeah, give him a shot. This one has, I think, since been canceled, I'm pretty sure, but I'll throw it at you anyway. Karen Kasama, who we talked about. Karen not that Kasama. Long ago. Yeah. Of, um uh, Jennifer's, of Jennifer's body. body fame, yeah. Oh, I don't want her films to be canceled. Yeah. I think she's the one that was like, nah, it's it was gonna be shit, so we're done with it. Oh, okay. Right. Well, if that if that's what happened, yeah. I can respect that a little bit more. Was she going to do a Dracula? She was going to do a Dracula. Uh, neat. Oh, but, I got one. But from Mina's perspective. I like that. Yeah. Actually. No, I was like, that, I kind of wish that had happened. I, I want that. Yeah. I would love to see a, a, a Dracula through Mina's eyes. Yeah. You're not going to guess this one, but I'll say it anyway. Okay. I think his name is pronounced Paul Feig? Paul Feig. Yeah. Yeah, is, is he the one that did the Ghostbusters? He's the one. He did the twenty. Yeah, he did the twenty sixteen Ghostbusters. Um, uh, oh man, what the fuck is he directing? Creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> I would watch that actually. Uh, that could be fun. But no, he is doing probably the, the I'm going to call it the Hangover from the Dark Universe. Oh no, called the Dark Army. Dark Army. Which, yeah, you're right. I was never going to guess that. At the time of the Dark Universe still existing, it was that was the kind of culminating event. Their Avengers. Oh, it was their Avengers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's still listed as in production. He still says it's happening. I think by pure rage that he had from Ghostbusters. He's going to force this into existence. He's going to force it into existence. Hey, man working from spite. I can get behind it. (laughs) Man of my own heart. I don't understand, but all right. (laughs) Uh, There are two other movies that are listed. They're both animated, so there's no director yet. Uh, Animated, you say? mm -hmm. Mm. The one is called Little Monsters. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing's done about it. That's fun. Okay. Uh, Not related to the, the one that already exists. I think there's a Little Monster movie. I'm not sure. I mean, I know that I know that Lady Gaga fans are referred to as little monsters, but aside from that, that's. Just... Can you imagine <laughs> a weird Lady Gaga animated movie called Little Monsters? Yes, I could imagine that. Happening. I wouldn't want it as a movie, but like a twenty-minute holiday special. Yes. I'd watch that. Oh my god! Yeah, that would rule. It would also be laced with so much weird occult shit. <laughs> yeah, just... yeah. People would the, about like the YouTube videos, just spending hours and hours dissecting that for meaning. Uh, and then the last one is, and I think that Seth Rogen was attached to it at one point to okay. like work on it story wise. Another animated one called Monster Mash. 
That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. I do. I think I'll I do remember that. I think I do remember hearing Seth Rogen's name attached to something like that. Uh, but they also just announced that they're doing a sausage party animated series. Why? I don't know. It's it's happening though. It's <laughs> Stop, just, Seth. No. They somehow got everyone to come back for that, and some new people as well. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I guess we'll see if that's still happening. I'm not breaking for commercial on that note. Uh, no, okay, I, I agree. So, Let's find 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 another exit. There, there is a, a pre-existing Monster Mash movie. Oh, by Rankin Bass, who did the real Thunderous <laughs> Ranger. It's it is considered a cult classic. Neat. I've watched it. I've not. I want to. I have a copy that you can borrow. Excellent. Um, <laughs> you're not gonna enjoy it, but. <laughs> It's it's very dry and of its time. Sure, um, sure. Meaning a lot of the jokes are references to 60s actors that are like the like Jerry Lewis reference. And, sure, yeah. But the character designs are enjoyable because it's Rankin-Bass and the Wolfman's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, fun. I like that. Um, so clearly they're doing a sequel to that. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, let's let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll we'll find a way to make the Mummy 2017 even better. <laughs> In that it's better at all. I'm the Geeky Dad, and we're the Multiverse Kids. And sometimes we review movies, shows, or books. But all the time, we have fun. Join us every week, and um. Listen to our show, and sometimes we might even have a special guest. So join us at the Geeky Dad Podcast. Oh, I know what I want to talk to you about before we get to the fix. What's that? Are we back? Yeah, yeah we Hey, did. we're back. Is the mummy racist? Like, just the franchise, just the thought of doing a movie hmm. around somebody's culture i was thinking about this because of the other universal monsters dracula frankenstein those are based on books werewolf is kind of a folk legend bride frankenstein's from the book as well kind of the creature of lack lagoon is a racist towards fish people but we don't like them anyway um. <laughs> yeah that racist <laughs> tradition dating all the way back to hp lovecraft <laughs> yeah Just, oh man that's a tough question so so what? Like the, the idea of the mummy comes from the idea of a mummy's curse, right? Like, right. like, like it's something that's supposed to scare away grave robbers and and uh, and tomb raiders. Well, I think I maybe you're going further back than I am. I assumed it had come from um the fuck was that guy who found the like famous guy who found the tomb in like the twenties? No, oh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, like a bunch of people died from his expedition. Yes, th- that's largely what I'm thinking of. Is like okay. th- it's that kind of thing because people chalk that up as some sort of bizarre curse. Because you right. know, obviously, obviously those Egyptians whipped up some kind of some some kind of kind horror of for horror people. Stink juice, yeah, yeah. Who would who would come in and do this? When meanwhile, like they, I don't know. There's probably some kind of pathogen down there that has been sealed away for all this right. time, and they went down and got fucking sick. Who knows? Or it was just like the twenties, everybody died. Or it's just the 20s and everyone. It's just left and right. It's just people just yeah. dying. It's just a bunch of dumb white people dying for stupid reasons. So, like, I don't know if that was... So, if the idea of the mummy being, like, a, like a thing that would rise and attack or curse you was being propagated by Egyptians trying to dissuade colonial people from trying to, like, steal their history and shit, yeah. then... I don't think that it's racist, but if it's if it is a caricature or scare piece created by those colonizers to explain the horrible deaths that their exp- uh, their expedition teams are were uh, were experiencing, then it feels racist. I don't know the history behind it, so like, it's mm-hmm. hard to really gauge that, right? Yeah, it didn't strike me. You know, watching the four versions I did, it didn't strike me as like out and out racist. Mm-hmm. It did. It, it's uncomfortable in that you have pretty much in every version of the movie, white people going into Egypt and stealing another culture's uh, artifacts, right? History, and, and that's almost more prominent in this version, in the 2017 yeah, version yeah. of it, because so much of the movie takes place in fucking London. Yeah, and the uh, and the Egyptian tomb that they find isn't even in fucking Egypt; it's in Iraq. Yeah. Like it's it's weird. 
I think for me, it, it pinged a little bit just because it's so attached to a specific people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say that Dracula is attached to like the Transylvanian people, but I guess, but it, it doesn't, f- when I think of Dracula, I don't think of the entire, that area. I think of one individual who, you know, may have been a warlord. Or not. Right. Like when you, th- when you think mummies, like there's an entire process yeah. and of and, and ritual behind the, like the mummification of a body upon death. Yeah. And I, I will say, like, of the Universal Monsters, The Mummy's probably the one I'm least interested in. Sure. I hadn't watched any of the Mummy movies until we st- – well, aside from the Brendan Fraser one. Right, right, right. And even at that, it wasn't like I was interested in The Mummy, Brendan Fraser for The Mummy. I was interested in Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and, know. And that's also – like, that version is so – like, over the top and campy mm-hmm. in, so many, mm-hmm. in so many ways. It's like, no, this is obviously not – playing into like a particular legend or trying to like assert that it is like historically accurate and like what the Egyptians intended for mummies and mummies curses to be or anything yeah. like that. Like it's like, no, you're just like he, Brendan Fraser literally holds a cat up to the camera to scare, <laughs> to scare off. The, and it worked. And it, it worked. <laughs> yeah. It, like It's not like, this is this is clearly an adventure romp yeah. that is not that isn't trying to assert any kind of thing about this culture. Yeah. So I think where I land is probably not, but a little odd. Mm-hmm. It's it's also just kind of hard to gauge because like the relationship between Egypt, like actual Egypt, mm-hmm. and and uh, and Western media mm-hmm. is extremely fraught. Like they do not let people film in Egypt anymore. Like this is something oh, they. Wait. This is an issue they ran into while filming Moon Knight for Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, like n- almost none of that is actually in Egypt. Like there are some scenes where I think they might have been able to do some stuff in Cairo, okay. but like only in the, like, the city portions. Most of it's shot in Budapest, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um. I don't know. I don't know a hundred percent of that off the top of my head. I could be. Mis- I could be missing some details here or there. Uh, they've talked about the directors and the showrunners have talked about this extensively, though, because it was very important to them to actually properly represent Egyptian culture as it is. And and I think they did a pretty good job. I think they did. A, I think they did a good job too. And a lot of uh, uh, people who have left Egypt mm-hmm. and felt like they can't go back because of the political situations there, right. watched it and actually, like, I, I've I've read stories about people watching it and like actually weeping because they were oh. like, "This like, like this is home." It's like you guys, so yeah, and like I don't think you're ever going to hear that kind of thing about a mummy movie. No, I can't you imagine. Know? Like unless though. It would almost. I, I'm, I'm almost kind of curious, like what would happen if they did try to take that kind of approach? What if they were trying to be conscious and respectful toward that culture? More, and, and like, what would that? What does that look like? How do they do that? Great question. I have a little bit of a suggestion for for in the fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to that, I wanted to step back and talk about archaeologists in film and whether or not <laughs> they suck. Because as you're aware, Indiana Jones is one of my favorite characters uh-huh. who does questionable things in general. But with the new one coming out soonish, Indiana Jones bad? <laughs> so so we're going to call this segment, But What Museum, Henry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it – you know, like I've gone to museums before and I've seen pieces from other cultures and I'm yeah. – like, I'm like, that's cool. I liked learning about that. Do they want their shit back? Yes. And that that okay. is the big issue here. It, it was so many. Uh, John Oliver just recently did oh, a whole a whole uh, feature story about museum curation mm-hmm. and the returning of artifacts to their to their native cultures. And a lot of stuff about how the fucking British Museum is yeah. just real shitty about it. The big examples they gave uh, were there was uh, like these Greek, these Grecian frescoes mm-hmm. where if you view, if you go to a Greek museum and view them, like they have the majority of these, these big fresco statue things, like statuesque murals, mm-hmm. 
but there's all these really stark white parts that are like mixed in. It's like, no, we had to read, we had to remake those parts out of like polymer clay or whatever to, to, because those parts were taken by the British and are in, on display at the, at the, at the British museum. And the, at the time, the British, the, uh, the curators of the British museum were like, well, they weren't taking care of it. So we couldn't trust them to, to, uh, take care of the history that they have so we're we're we're, we're okay. stewarding it for them it's like you are so full of shit <laughs> stop it um there was also a series of um oh my god i forget what country this was um maybe nigeria every where they took a series of these bronze pieces that were actually supposed to be a calendar of events like, oh, they, like this is like this this culture's long running cultural memory told in these frescoes or these bronze pieces representing major accomplishments and milestones of this civilization and the fucking british came in and tore them down and mixed them up and sent them to different <laughs> places and it's just like they absolutely fucked it up and they are still like very slowly recovering them now it's, and and figuring out how to piece them back together and recover that consciousness like how like it, oh. like i can i'm have you been to the, the museum in carnegie yeah the carnegie museum of, Mag- yeah. of natural history yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they have a, a, a an egyptian section of and, course uh, you yeah know, I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and say 0% of that is real. I would, uh, or very I, little. I would highly doubt that any of it, 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 if any of it is real, it is a very small percentage. I'm sure a lot of it like is jars replica. and things that are probably real. But there might be some stuff along that way. I could see some of the pottery and, and, clay, and like yeah. clay work and whatnot being real. But overall, I, f- I feel like a lot of it is probably replica at this point, which good. Which I, I, I'm going to say I enjoyed I would have been cool to see the real thing, but cool versus people having their culture. Yeah. Like, if uh, anybody deserves to put the thing into a museum, it is the culture that produced it. Yeah. You know? And, like, you can talk about, like, loaning things. Yeah. So you, like, that's that's a thing that can be discussed and negotiated. But you don't just fucking go somewhere and steal a bunch of shit and then claim, oh, you weren't good stewards of it. Like, no. Uh, fucking white people. God damn it. So, with that mindset... <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is the least offensive because he gives the Shakara stones back to the people. <laughs> he does, doesn't yeah. he? Huh. Yeah. That's, huh. Weird. Yeah. I mean, I guess <laughs> technically at the end of Rage of the Lost Ark, he doesn't get the Ark. No. I mean, no, nobody gets the Ark. <laughs> so I think Indiana Jones is cool because he, uh, he fucks up, he gives it back, and he fucks up again. Uh, no, he's fine. He's <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Damn and with it. the fourth movie, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if god. we were going to include that other movie that they say is official, those were Alien Rocks, anyways. They so. were Alien Rocks, so yeah. I'm pretty fuck sure that's Alien. <laughs> like, yes. Why? Why they leave them rocks on Earth? What the fuck? Uh, we couldn't go to you and get them. What a weird conversation. It was a very strange conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> wonderful. Hey, uh, I have got uh, some fixing to do. All right. Let's recast some shit, shall we? Yes, let's Yeah. Let's jump in and do that. Hey, we've only called him Tom Tom Cruise, but the character's name is Nick. The character's name is Nick. It was, yeah. I'm recasting Tom Cruise, surprise, with Remy Malik. Remy Malik. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Interesting. Yes. He has uh he's he's Egyptian. I think at least part Egyptian. I believe so, yes. Um not raised there, but Egyptian. Uh I decided to keep the mummy as Sophia Butella. Okay. Because I wanted her to actually get a chance to act. And I'm I, all for that. I, Again, I think as we talked about in part one, she was one of the parts of the cast that did work. Yeah. I've replaced Chris, which was Nick, not Nick, um, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Okay. Nick, Nick from Mean Night. Nick, <laughs> Nick from New Girl. Woof. Okay, that <laughs> went some places. Um, I've replaced Chris with Dave Batista. Rami Malik and Dave Batista. Yes. That's an interesting pair. I got it. So for this fix, I I pretty much fixed like the first act and then let it spin its wheels. Because I was like, I'm not rewriting the. Ent- I didn't want to rewrite like the uh, an hour long script. Okay. Uh, but I needed to put it on the right path. Neat. Um, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, still Russell Crowe. Okay. I think he 
Again, he was okay. The CGI needs to be better for that his. would make a big difference, yeah. I think. And then I've added a character, the Invisible Man, <laughs> who's played by Doug Jones. <gasps> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, oh God, oh, that's almost. Hmm. It's like I I love that because I love Doug Jones, uh-huh. but it's also like very strange because then you're not really. I fixed it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say because you don't get to actually see him act, right? Well, you don't actually see – yeah, because his physicality is so much a part of him. But, I mean, I guess there's points where he's, like, wearing clothes and you, you just see that motion. We'll which... get to it. Okay. Because, yes, I also thought of that. For the director, I've replaced Alex – not Garland. It's not Alex Garland. What the fuck was his name? So that that director is mostly a writer and he wrote the – one of the um, Spider-Men's – with Andrew Garfield. Okay. I think it was the second one. Alex Kurtzman. Yes. Yeah. So he's he's mostly worked in Star Trek and that one Spider-Man movie. Yeah. He was a producer on some of the Abrams Star Treks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So while I would have loved to have seen Mark R- Remenick do a Wolfman movie, I've, I've called him back and was like, hey, we fucked up. Do you want to do your your pretty magic with the mummy and he was like no yes all right fine yes but out of spite and i I was like fair enough that's why we're all here uh yes and then i was like hey while you're at it could you call up your friends um trent reznor and atticus ross and and get them to do the the soundtrack Uh, and he's like yeah yeah all right fine (laughs) yeah uh that'd be fun so, so that's the crew okay what I wanted to do with Remy Malik's character was have him be part of basically a government stooge who's assigned to this group of soldiers for hire, these uh, soldiers of fortune. So he's kind of like the like the handler for this for yes. this group. Yes. Okay, uh, he knows about the history, but he's also there to make sure that they don't destroy any important cultural artifacts. Almost, like, oh, he's almost a fixer in this situation. Then I guess. I don't know what that means. Uh, so, like when when a um, when a journalist goes into like a like a conflict zone, uh, oh. they have like somebody who is their handler. They get referred to as a fixer. Like they oh, they okay, or, okay. they organize like their entry in and out of places. They try to make sure they have transportation and lodging set up, stuff like that. Okay. And you know, and also it, I, I would guess also in a case like this, like be fucking wary of cultural sensitivity and customs so that you're not being a fucking chode. <laughs> I didn't know that's what they were called. I've that- only heard that in like in relation to Robert Evans. Oh, like trips okay, sure. into like Rojava and stuff like from the uh, the podcast of Women's War. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I knew that like, that job existed through like Anthony Bourdain would have to have that. Right. Yeah. Where they were going. Great. Yes. He's he is that. Yeah. A little more leaning on the like corporate stu- or the uh, government stooge aspect. Yeah, there's than- a, there's a more. Yeah. There's a more like financially backed official kind yeah. of uh, kind of uh, vibe to to his position as opposed to uh, your traditional like underground fixer. Right. But, yeah. Right. Because there's um, I don't know what episode it was that Anthony Bourdain was talking about. Like, yeah, those guys are now like considered terrorists. <laughs> like. They helped us get out of the country, which was great because we didn't want to die. But also, I had a great time with them. But, 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 you know, (laughs) there's a reason they knew the things they knew so well. Let's talk about the script. Let's talk about the script. Let's do it. (laughs) So I want to start on a man running through an alley, specifically in Whitechapel, wearing only scrubs and bandages. Behind him, we hear the whistles of police. Close on his heels, we have the barking of dogs, we have the shouts of angry men. Fling for his life, the man starts pulling the bandages off his face, revealing a void underneath. Yeah. He's obviously okay, man. okay, so this, so this is where we're starting to get Doug Jones yeah. doing his thing. Um, turning the corner, we see him throw his scrubs to the uh, aside, um, being naked but invisible. Mm-hmm. The police and, and their dogs run by, a slight distortion as they run through. You know, we're seeing through the invisible man. Oh, yeah, there's a, you'll get a little bit of light refraction, yeah. just, for, just for, the, the, for the camera's sake. Thinking he's escaped, he lets out a snarky remark before running face first into an eleven foot brute. Uh, I'm not going to do like a Cockney accent, but he's like, oh, uh, "Evening, Mr. Griffin, who's the Invisible Man." Yeah. So we see Hyde, his voice like rumbling thunder. Um, he quips that he may not be able to see Griffin, but he can smell him uh-huh. real good because he's stanky. Yeah, sure. Um, 
uh, Griffin calls for help from the police, but is hauled away in a carriage, the Helsing insignia upon its door. Oh, okay. Um, so similar in the sense that we were getting hints of the secret society, but it's entertaining and not yeah. exposition. It's Yeah, it's not narrated exposition over yeah. a bunch of dead Templars. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to the present day. We're, we kind of fade from that insignia on the side of the carriage into like a big tapestry behind a desk. Sure. Where we see Hyde again. He's still in Hyde form. Now you mentioned like an eleven foot brute. Like yeah. is he, so, so you're going like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen version, where like Hyde kind of hulks out. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Listen, I've tried to read Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde like four times, and it is boring as piss. Uh, <laughs> it's it's the first like hour of the audiobook, and it's only a three hour audiobook. Uh, really, the first hour is just talking about um land deeds. Yeah. 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 I prefer Dracula. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he, he's big. I don't he's really big. know if that's accurate to the book or not because I just read it, about land deeds. Uh, it's my 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 recollection of the book is that Hyde is a more kind of gnarled, harrowed version of of Jekyll. Like he's he's more okay. He's like he's kind of a kind of a creep. Okay, more than a more than like a brute, ah. but. Uh, but he, I think he has brutish qualities that I think have gotten uh, more focused in on in pop culture. I see. Then. Okay, that makes sense because yeah. I've, I've seen images, clips. I think I actually watched the original black and white silent version. Mm-hmm. And he's not so much large as he is a creep, yeah. creepy looking fellow. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's more in line with the book. I see. Uh, well, this is a yes and situation. Yes. Creepy face and a biggie. Big guy. All right. Whereas, and he is most of the time seen as Hyde. Oh, interesting. So he's in his office, the Helsing Society, whatever they're called in this. And often like, um, did you see Hellboy, the first one? The Del Toro one? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So you know how they have Abe Sapien? Yeah. Often his own little like fish aquarium? Yeah. But he still gets to like hang out like he's in the room. That, but with the Invisible Man. Interesting. Same actor. Yeah, I was saying that's also Doug Jones. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they, I want them to have kind of like a weird relationship where they, they've known each other for so long that it's almost like an odd couple <laughs> type shtick. Okay. At this point, has has uh, has uh, the Invisible Man met Jekyll? Mm, I think he has, but not in present day. Okay. I don't know if I mentioned it in this, but like it, thinking in grander terms of like the wider universe, if Hyde were to revert to Jekyll, he would age to the appropriate age so if it, if today is 2017 yeah. jack would be like 200 years old or whatever oh okay so hide so hide also is like a like a like a, a life extenuation yes. kind of thing yeah. for him. interesting correct what we do with the invisible man is whenever he's not invisible manning about uh he wears like a white makeup Okay. He's transitioned from what we normally see in the Universal films, which is bandages and glasses, to kind of like a pale white makeup. So he's still creepy, but we actually get to see Doug Jones act. Okay. Uh, he's probably still have to wear either really weird contacts or glasses. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Um, Griffin, the Invisible Man, is teasing. Like, you think you're actually going to like get the tablet of blah, blah, rah this time? I never – I don't know what mummy to call the mummy. What is it? Um, Ahmet? Sophia's Sophia Butilla's uh, Amunet. Amunet. Yeah, okay. which I think is, is some kind of playoff of the god Amun, if I'm not mistaken. Of, of all of the mythologies, Egyptian's the one I know the very least about. Well, apparently the fucking filmmakers for this did uh, didn't know it either, because Set's okay. not the god of death in Egypt. Osiris is. I, I like the dog with the t- ears and Anubis. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's scary. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, he's terrifying. Uh, he's in Splunky. And he shoots little, like, rays at you. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's about all I know. Um, <laughs> is that Anubis shoots lasers? Yes. Anubis shoots lasers and floats around uh, in caves. Um, <laughs> I, I, I prefer Greek mythology. Fair. Um, Norse I like, but could never understand the names. There's, um, they're odd. Yeah. There's there's a lot of parts. As, anyway. as a fucking dyslexic, it's impossible, okay? It's, yeah, that does not help <laughs> like, at all. Um, anyway, so we cut to Egypt where any legal sale of this ancient artifact, which is what Hyde and we were just talking about, is taking place. The Helsing Society meaning to make that purchase. Jenny, who is still in this movie, yes. uh, is 
specifically referred to as an agent of the Helsing Society. There's no there's no, there's no there's no like dancing around no, it or like subterfuge there. She's okay. their like field agent. Okay. Just as this is about to occur, shit hits the fan as a small team of American soldiers for hire violently interrupt the exchange. This is where Dave Batista comes yes. in. He's one of the soldiers, and Romney Malik is uh, is their escort. Right. Dave Batista is specifically put in charge of making sure nothing bad happens to Remy Malik. Yes. However, Jenny is far from alone. So when the American soldiers pop up, it's like, yeah, I got like 30 dudes with me. A shootout happens, action movie, action stuff happens. Sure, sure, and sure. And we get rid of all the red shirts leaving <laughs> Chris and Nick yes. there. And the only reason that they are spared is Nick mm-hmm. says like, uh... I, I can read that tablet if that would yep, there it be is. a thing. And Dave Batista's like, really? And he's like, yep, surprised to me too. But this is what it says. Uh, so like neither of them, like uh, Nick's not like an Egyptologist. Okay, right. He's just like, it says that this is where the tomb is. And I read it so I can show you where that is if you don't kill me and my beef, beefy boy. Okay. So they don't. That sets up the characters a little bit more. What I want from Remy Malik is to he's he's working for the Egyptian government. He's he's trying to protect Egypt Egypt's culture. Okay. Uh, which is why the someone someone has hired him and soldiers to do so. At least that's what he believes. Okay. He's got a bit of a, a chip on his shoulder about being used about the current state of Egypt and words and things and, you know. Sure. Now, okay, now, you know, if he if he's working f- with the Egyptian government, then is there a particular reason why he wouldn't have done the studies to under- to be able to translate this tablet? Well, no one can. No one can? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a weird... Di- I don't know anything about Egypt. It's a weird dialect. It has a weird <laughs> dialect on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, see, this bird, this bird's different than the right. regular bird we use in the hieroglyphs. This is, this is a completely different bird. <laughs> also, this guy's kind of hunched. Is that a sparrow? <laughs> <laughs> they take them to the tomb. The spider thing ha- happens again. I want most of the soldiers to perish. You know, we get rid of the rest of the red shirts, leaving us with mm-hmm. our, our uh, Jenny, we, we've got, Chris, we've, and Nick. We've cut, through, we've cut through the red shirts. We're even cutting into some of the actual security <laughs> right, personnel. Right, right, right. And now we're just left with the main officers on, of Starfleet. Yes. How did we get to Star Trek? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I do want to have the plane sequence. I don't want to make it as much of a, a focal point as they did in the 2017 version. Okay. Because I, I want Nick to die. Like I would like, like that story beat originally. I want to have it happen again. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's, I think it's a good beat. Except for instead of having Jake Johnson, who's kind of a weenie, uh, <laughs> we have Dave Batista. So when Remy Malik dies, we think we're switching focus to Dave Batista and we do a little bit. And he's your more traditional eighties, nineties action hero. We, we have him like developing a relationship with Jenny. Y- you have both the, the, Things that make those characters cool, but also the things that have aged poorly about those characters, where they're misogynistic, they are insensitive to everything except for muscles and guns. Huh. And instead of having – I feel like it was suggested in in the movie that Tom Cruise woke up because of Mummy person, but it wasn't, like, outright said. I think it was in the, um, the, the weird – bathroom conversation i think i think he i think that uh that uh jake johnson did did pull a like a how do you think you survived the plane crash such a weird scene to have such important (laughs) shit go down yeah it really Uh, is so in this they're like yeah there was nothing left of nick to recover because a plane crashed and from great heights and he was smeared yeah Uh, anyway here's like his fingers somehow survived um (laughs) While everyone else was decimated except for the people who had parachutes, the sarcophagus is more or less intact. Okay. There's like a couple scuffs, scratches, whatever. Might have some uh, chips out of it yeah. or something. But. There is a, a crack and in spooky movies fashion, a mist comes out of that and uh, reanimates – or not reanimates uh, – gathers up uh, the Rami Malik into a human body again ending hmm. with the two of them 
kissing. Okay. He kissing like ghost miss mummy thing. Yes. Uh, and it is at this time that we get her backstory. Uh, oh, okay. We didn't we didn't have any of that fucking exposition. Yes. Up to this point. This is her introduction, really. I want to know why she do what she do. So the movie now transitions to you have Remy Malek reanimated as almost a, a, a postmodern antihero. And you have Dave Bautista as traditional 90s hero. Okay. You have Sophia Mummy offering Chris the knife. Like, Here's a knife. Do the thing. Become a, I guess we'll say Osiris because that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it should fucking be Osiris. Um, yeah. Osiris, a new kingdom on earth and dominion over those who would rule him. So Nick plunges the knife into his chest as Osiris is changing him. Chris and Jenny are able to banish Sophia mummy. Okay. Uh, I did miss a part in which during the ba- her backstory, we see that her lover is played by Remy Malik. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we have a little bit more of a direct connection. Of like, I mean, he's like of this, the, the, of that guy's bloodline. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So hmm. she's she's locked away, and when he is fully become Osiris, he's mad. He's pretty upset because Lady Mummy is locked away. Yeah. That's when he unleashes our like Brendan Fraser type Mummy Storm shit. He also specifically unleashes uh, the Invisible Man. Like he he like shuts down the power of the Helsing Society. Okay. Which gives Invisible Man a chance to to escape to escape and. Give him a chance to remind Dr. Hyde who he was known as at that time. And this is pulling a little bit from the, uh, was it H.G. Wells, who wrote The Invisible Man? Oh, yeah, yeah, H.G. Wells, you're right. His inspiration for that character was Jack the Ripper, so I'm just taking it. That's why you brought up Whitechapel, okay. So The Invisible Man is Jack the Ripper in in this movie. Wait, so he's also like 200 years old? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. He's got that magic invisible blood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> listen all the characters they want to have modernized are from like the turn of the century <laughs> yeah that's true um that's fucking victorian shit uh if i were to write this for myself as a book i would have it be dorian gray is the leader of the housing society just league of extraordinary gentlemen gotcha yeah <laughs> well, i just think jack will be a terrible fucking leader <laughs> like, why do you have this guy in charge <laughs> Spooky League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes. They do the thing. They do a fight. Uh, Dr. Hyde runs out of the formula during the fight and transforms back into a 200-year-old man before. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Before he just turns to dust. (laughs) Yeah. Chris does manage to defeat Nick, locking him away. Okay. But, you know, not killing him so we we can get him for the sequels. Right. And then it... I don't want to do a post credit scene, but I also feel like this would be a post credit scene where you have, do you remember when they were going to buy that artifact? The, the tablet, the tablet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the person who was going to sell it shows back up to a shadowy figure who is clearly fucking Dracula. Yeah. Um, and the man is Renfield. Okay. Or a Renfield like character. Cause I, I don't want Renfield to also be like 200. Sure. Years yeah. Uh, 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 he could be a descendant of right. Renfield. Uh, Jerry Renfield. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, that mummy thing didn't really go how um, we wanted it to go. The Helsing Society beat us this one again. And Dracula's like, don't worry. There are plenty of monsters. Anyway, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think you've put together a more feasible amalgamation of monsters i think you you've you've set up the more a more cohesive universe i think than what they were trying to do with this initially yeah so bravo this also it just generally sounds like a more entertaining movie like it it sounds it seems like the performances would be a lot better the, the relationships are more more carefully considered uh what i don't like about it is that we still get sofia butella as like a tertiary character. Yeah, she does still kind of get the short end. Like, in a movie about the mummy, we're not getting a whole lot of the mummy. No. We're getting, like, a mummy origin story, which is cool, I guess, but also the mummy. Yeah. 
He also is becoming a mummy earlier. True. Like he has, there's more time for him to kind of act as uh, as like the embodiment of Osiris. Yeah. Like the the third act would basically be him becoming the quote unquote villain. Yeah. Not my favorite script I've come up with. I think it had it's leaning in the right direction. Yeah, I think that there's further work that would need to be done. I think to better portray that third act Rami Malek as not like, like you mentioned him being kind of an anti-hero. Right. Cuz and he has that yeah, he has that that driving desire to protect Egyptian culture and to yeah. you know to bring about positive change in his culture. Now he's one of the one of the top top gods of the Egyptian pantheon. Right. What an opportunity. <laughs> I imagine that I'm in the same position that the original writers were when they were told, write the mummy. And I was, <laughs> I said, I don't want to. <laughs> Fair. But I gotta. Fuck. <laughs> like, what I'm actually excited about would be to to write the movie following this. Where you have the, the wheel spinning a little bit. You have mm-hmm. the housing society kind of established. The groundwork's been done. You're yeah. able to kind of jump in a little, a little. Uh, and hit the ground running a little, bit, a little yeah. bit more more quickly. And I'm completely cool with sacrificing the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde character because he was never really a big character. He was never really mm-hmm. that much of the focus or like that, uh, that huge of an important force to begin with. I mean, like you could tell they were trying to lean towards something with the mm-hmm. way Hyde tried to interact with Nick in the film. Yeah. But, I mean, they were never going to get the, – with the, with the quality of the film, they were never going to get no. the chance to actually move forward with that. It, it felt very Iron Man 2. Kinda. But they didn't have enough other plates spinning to, well, I guess they tried, but it felt very last minute. Yeah. Where Iron Man 2 is, it's S.H.I.E.L.D. and Avengers Initiative. Right. You had the momentum of Iron Man 1 and yeah. the rest of Phase 1 Marvel to kind of build off of from for that. But, guys, they they had done Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor and, first. And Hulk. Sure. <laughs> I guess we now recognize that as legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those characters all are in the public domain, right? So if we just want to go, like, fuck off and do our own thing, we could, I think. I would probably want to look a little further into that, but I'm... No, I'm a lawyer. I'm pr- definitely... Oh, you know, neat. Okay, I didn't realize I've you did that. I've been using my degree. <laughs> my, uh... Oh, acting! Right. <laughs> uh... Anyway, that anyway. was Drazzled. <laughs> Joe, what words do you want to say to them? Uh, I want to say thank you, everyone, for uh, for joining us for this one here. Uh, this is you know, this is a little different than a lot of a lot of the stuff that we've had to tackle recently, considering the giant intended uh, connect, interconnected universe of it. So thank you for uh, for checking this out. Uh, if you if you liked what you heard, if you liked what you've heard from any of our episodes, please be sure to rate and review. Anywhere and everywhere you possibly can. Uh, those help us get further up into search results and help people discover us more easily. Thank you to those of you who have been doing that and have been uh, following us on social media. If you would like to do that and aren't doing so already, you can find us on Facebook at Derazzled Podcast, on Instagram at Derazzled underscore podcast, on Twitter at Derazzled Pod, uh, at least until Twitter burns to the ground. Uh, and on TikTok at Derazzled Podcast. Uh, if you have suggestions for something you'd like to hear us try to fix uh, or uh, something you'd like to see pop up in our merch store at, on on Redbubble at Derazzled Merch, uh, you can email us at derazzledpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, keep a lookout for possibly a Discord channel. Yeah, we oh. might. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, we very well may be trying to put together something like that. Uh, it might be. It might be just us. It might be us and a bunch of other podcasts. Who knows? It's a very early yeah. thing that we're starting to conceive. So, keep your eyes peeled. Peel them eyes and come <laughs> back next time. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> sure, sure to razzle dazzle you. <laughs> <laughs>